Hello, and welcome to the Work and Worship Podcast, the podcast for Christian entrepreneurs to explore how their faith impacts their businesses, their homes, and their lives. I'm your host, Jordan Jones. You are in the right place if you believe that your work matters, both in your business and in your homes, and that how we work as Christians should look different than the rest of the world. We believe that everything we do can and should be an act of worship unto the Lord, and that by doing excellent work, we can honor and glorify God in all that we do. Join us each week as we navigate how to steward our lives and work well, how to step into who God is calling us to be at home and in our businesses, and how to do that all without sacrificing the things that matter most. Let's dive in. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to share about Called to Both, a podcast hosted by my dear friend, Joy Michelle. This podcast is for ambitious women chasing both business dreams and little ones. One of my favorite episodes is actually one of her first episodes, episode two, and it's all about how having kids made me a better business owner. That's her title for it, but I could not agree more with that sentiment and really love the episode. I also love her entire brand authority series where she covers topics like your brand messaging, your visual brand, and how to create social proof in your business. As you can tell, Joy covers a ton of different topics on motherhood and business throughout her podcast, so you really can't start with the bad episode. It's one I personally tune into every week, so if you want to check it out for yourself, be sure to find Joy's podcast on your favorite podcast player by searching Call to Both. Now here's today's episode. If you're an entrepreneur, then you know that it's no secret to say that we wear a lot of hats. Odds are you became an entrepreneur because you were super passionate about something, whether that is photography or knitting tiny hats for babies, or maybe you're a nerd like me and you just love geeking out over marketing strategies and building funnels. Whatever it is, usually starting a business starts with a passion and an expertise that you have. But the thing about entrepreneurship is that for many of us, in addition to wearing that CEO hat, we usually wear a lot of other hats too, like the customer service hat or the administrator hat or the finance hat or the editor hat or the blogger hat. Whatever your list of hats looks like, I'm going to guess that you wear a lot of them on any given day. And I'm also going to guess that you don't love wearing every single one of those hats. I know for me, when we first started our e-commerce business, I was handling all of the customer service, which when you're dealing with thousands of orders and COVID shipping delays, uh, it was probably my least favorite hat ever to wear, at least during that time. And don't get me wrong, I really loved serving our customers, but the sheer number of requests and the types of emails, which at that point was usually someone upset about (laughs) shipping or something going on with a problem, they were just really draining on me. And I say all this to say that while we may need to do quite a few different things and handle different aspects of our business, especially when we're first starting out, there are ways to make this a whole lot easier on you, especially until you can outsource or delegate some of that work. Because the hard truth is there are a lot of tasks in your business that are just keeping you busy and they're really just keeping you from doing the good deep work that's going to be driving your business forward. 
You've probably heard of the Pareto principle, but if you haven't, it's the idea that 80% of your results come from 20% of your work. Meaning if you can just focus in on that 20% that's driving a majority of the results, you're going to grow way faster than if you're trying to do all of the things, or especially if you're just focusing on that other 80% of tedious tasks that aren't really moving the needle forward so much. So how can we focus in on that 20% of stuff that really makes a difference? How do you even figure out what that is? And what happens to the other 80% of the work in your business? That's what we're going to talk about today. How to simplify your business in a way that gives you more time to do the things that matter, both in your business and at home. And how to do it all in a way that still feels authentic and feels good for how you're running your business. We're going to walk through three steps that you can follow to automate work in your business, as well as talk through some of the specific examples and ideas for tasks that you can start automating today. And here's why this matters. I fully believe that you can run a successful business, meaning that you're earning really good income and you're serving people really well on a very part-time basis. For me as a mompreneur, it can be super difficult to juggle running a business while also caring for my family and for my home. And I know a lot of you guys are in that same boat. And even if you're not a mom, I'm going to guess that you have some people and some things in your life that you want to prioritize and you want to make space for. And that means simplifying your business so that you have more time for those things that matter to you and those people that matter to you. Personally, I only work two-ish days a week. That's all the childcare that we have is one and a half days. And a huge reason I'm able to do that is because of how I've simplified and automated my business. And so I am really stinking excited to dive into this topic with you today and get super practical on how you can do this in your own business. Okay, so let's dive into the specifics here. The first step in automating more of your business is to just identify the tasks that are repetitive and time consuming. This could be tasks like answering customer service emails, sending proposals and invoices, sending welcome gifts to new clients, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The easiest place to start with automations is to focus in on these repetitive tasks because even if they're not super time consuming for each individual instance, the fact that you're doing the same or similar work over and over again is going to wind up taking up a lot of your time. So by starting here and automating some of these more repetitive tasks, you're going to be able to free up valuable time to focus in on that results driving 20% of the work in your business. So let's think through some examples here. We'll use the example I gave you before of answering customer service emails for hours and hours on end. Obviously, this wasn't the most productive use of my time, especially with what my expertise is and my zone of genius. But you might be wondering, you know, how can you automate something like customer service when it can be a very personal, time sensitive task? Because I don't know about you, but I do want to treat our customers well. And I also want to keep things human and not just have them feel like just another order or just another client or that they're, you know, dealing with robots. So one really simple way to automate this area of business is to use canned responses. I think a good rule of thumb here is that if you have to write something or respond to something more than three times, it needs to be streamlined or automated in your business. A super easy way to do that is canned responses. 
We use Google for our business email, but most email systems will have some type of canned response or template, they might call it. Even when we used a more high-tech, super expensive customer service tool like Gorgeous, we used that during our busy season to handle the influx of customer service requests. They still had a ton of options for templates and canned responses. Essentially, a canned response is just a template for you to use in how you respond to an email. So in a fancy email system like Gorgeous, it can pull all sorts of details like your customer's name, your order number, all things. But even if we're just using good old Google, you can use a canned response to save you so much time. Let's think through an example of someone having trouble logging into your online course or forgetting their password. Hopefully you're scaling your course with evergreen funnels, hint, hint. And therefore, if you're having a ton of people joining your course, you're going to be just fielding quite a few requests of this nature. So instead of taking two, five minutes, whatever it might be, every single time one of these emails come through, you can simply click on that canned response that you already created that might have the helpful info, your links, how to log in, how to reset your password. You can have all of that listed and then just personalize the name. So something that usually maybe took you five minutes now takes you five seconds. And while five minutes might not seem like a really long time, if you multiply that by just 10 emails a week, you've saved yourself almost an hour of work on just answering emails. And this compounding effect of using canned responses to save time in your business is one of the simplest ways to get started and save a ton of time. So again, the idea here is to identify any repetitive tasks in your business, even if it's not a hundred percent exactly the same, like sending proposals, for example, the fact that you do a certain type of task again and again makes it a really great candidate for automating some part of it. So now that you have a list of some of the repetitive tasks that you want to automate, let's move on to step two. Step two is choosing the right tools for the job. There are tons, tons and tons and tons of automation tools available. And some like canned responses are just features in a tool that you're already using like Gmail. This doesn't mean you need to go buy all new software and tools for your business. But I do want you to take a look through that list of tasks that you wrote down and think through whether you're using the tools that are really benefiting you the most. For example, when we first started our business in 2015, we were using Google Docs to create custom invoices and proposals, and then we emailed them to clients. Then we'd have to personally keep track of those invoices and emails. We would personally follow up and set reminders to do so. We would be collecting payments by check and then driving over and depositing them into our bank. I don't even think we used mobile deposit for our business. And I'm just exhausted thinking about all of those steps now. But that's that's how we did it when we first started our business. We tried to do it as like cheap and DIY as possible. But then we discovered that we could automate most of that process simply by sending invoices through FreshBooks. We created a template for the types of services that we had. We set up invoice and payment reminders for our clients. We set up auto payments and auto uh, invoices if it was a recurring retainer client. And we connected our business bank account so that everything was just automatically deposited. And it also automatically sent our customers receipts. So just by choosing one new tool, and I think at the time, maybe we were paying like $10 a month or something for FreshBooks, we saved ourselves hours for every step for every client. 
then once we started booking more coaching clients and wanted more of a robust CRM tool, which is a customer relationship management tool, more than just, you know, an invoicing tool one off, that's when we switched to HoneyBook. And we've probably been using that ever since 2017 or so. So now instead of just handling invoicing and payments, HoneyBook helps us automate our proposals while still keeping them looking branded and beautiful. It helps us manage our pipeline and tracking leads. It helps us better respond to and follow up with new leads and clients with automations and workflows and so much more. So as you grow, your system and tools, they're probably going to change because your tasks and your needs and how you do business is probably going to change too. The point here is to think through all the tools that you're currently using and see if they're really the best fit for you right now. Or perhaps if there's a tool out there like HoneyBook that is going to help you automate many aspects of your business and streamline a lot of those repetitive tasks in a way that's going to save you a ton of time and actually serve your people even better. A quick side note here, if you want to try out HoneyBook for yourself, you can use my referral link to grab a discount and a free trial. I'll link that up in the show notes, but you can go to jordanjones.co slash HoneyBook to give it a try. And if you want to check out some of my other go-to tools that I personally love and recommend, you can always visit jordanjones.co slash resources. And there's a few listed there along with any discounts or codes if I have them for you to try. But no matter which tool you decide to use, just make sure that it's making your business simpler and easier to run. Everyone's business needs and how they serve their clients, they're going to look different. But the important part here is just to choose and use tools that will automate those repetitive, tedious tasks that are sucking up a lot of your valuable time. This episode is brought to you by Daily Kairos. I've been using the Kairos Prayer Journal since we first launched it back in 2019. I'm not joking when I tell you that this journal has completely changed my prayer life. As someone who did not grow up Christian, and I honestly didn't read the Bible until my 20s, the Kairos Journal has really helped me develop a consistent habit of spending time in prayer and in the Word every single day. Yes, even as a self-proclaimed non-journaler. It's been such a simple yet powerful way for me to prioritize my Bible time and reflect on all that God is doing in my life. If you'd like to try it for yourself, you can use code JORDAN for 10% off your first journal, and you can check them out at dailykairos.com. That's dailykairos.com. Now that you have your tasks written down and some tools to start implementing automations, let's talk about that third and final step. This is a step that I think a lot of people skip or just don't even think about, but I would argue that it's one of the most important and essential parts of doing this whole automation thing well. Because while automations can save you a ton of time and streamline your business processes, it's important to stay authentic in how you're serving your people and how you're running your business. No one wants to deal with a robot, but for some reason, when we think of setting up automations, our brains turn to robot mode and we take so much of that human part out of it. Just because you use a canned response does not mean that it needs to be a boring email or it needs to feel inauthentic in any way. If you usually use a lot of exclamation points or emojis in your normal course of business, then go ahead and put them in your canned responses too. I know I include a lot of emojis and GIFs and exclamation points, even in my email sequences and my funnels. These things help them 
feel more personal and keep your experience authentic across your entire brand and your entire business. Automation should enhance your business, not detract from it. Same goes for how you send proposals or how you respond to new leads. Both of those processes can be fairly automated. And believe me, both of them can be done in a very boring robotic way. I'm sure we've all gotten proposals from someone that just says, here's your proposal with a link or button. There's really nothing all that exciting about it. That's just standard operating procedure for a lot of businesses. So the important thing in this step is not just to keep your branding and the experience consistent, but really to keep the humanity in your automations. I'll share two quick ways I love to do this in my own business. One is on the thank you page after my client books a funnel building project with me. Instead of just a standard confirmation page from HoneyBook or wherever you're sending your invoice, I redirect them to a custom thank you page that includes not just the next steps of what they can expect in the process, but it also has this fun little gif of me doing a happy dance. I told you I love gifs and that's just a way I include them in my business. It's a really simple but fun way to take a very standard part of your booking process and just make it a little more personal, make it a little bit more fun, more authentic. Another thing I love to do to keep the humanity in my automations is how I welcome new students into my courses. When you're scaling your business through a course or a membership, reaching out to new members individually can sound like it would actually take up a ton of time and energy, right? And honestly, most people don't expect you to reach out to them personally if they've bought your course. They expect some kind of standard confirmation email, and maybe if they're lucky, an automated onboarding welcome sequence. Please, please include that in your funnels, by the way. But what they don't expect is a personal video from me, which is why I love doing it because I set up automations in my business so that it only takes me maybe a minute per person, but it adds incredible value and a really, really personalized touch. So for this example, my automation looks like whenever a new student joins my course, a task is created in an app called Bonjuro to send them a welcome video. I already created a template in Bonjuro that pulls their name, their email, and has a little welcome text in the email. So all I have to do is I open up the app, I record a short personal video right into my app, and then I click send. And it's a super simple way to keep things more high touch point without taking up a ton of my time or even my mental capacity for remembering to go in and welcome each new student. So you can see whether it's a super simple menial task or something even a little bit more high touch point, there are a lot of ways to add automations in your business that are going to simplify your work and help you focus on that 20% that really matters while still serving your people well. And I'd argue honestly serving them better than you were without the automations. I hope by now you can see that it's possible to use automations to streamline your tasks, scale your business, and serve your people in an authentic and human way. If you need help getting started, be sure to head on over to the resources tab on my website. Again, that's jordanjones.co slash resources, and you can check out some of my go-to tools that I use in my own business. And if you have any questions about the steps that I mentioned on today's episode or some of the examples that I shared and how you can implement automations or tools like that into your own business, 
go ahead and shoot me a DM at jordanjones.co. I'd love to connect with you more and geek out over these automation ideas with you or hear about how you're using automations and systems in your own business. I hope to chat with you over DMs and thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I'll see you next time on the Work and Worship Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Work and Worship Podcast. I pray you leave encouraged and empowered to run the race that God has for you. And if you enjoyed our conversation today, go ahead and click that subscribe button so you are the first to know when each new episode drops every single week. And if you want to share some extra love and leave us a five-star review, that would be amazing. The reviews make a huge difference in how other folks are able to find the podcast, find the episodes, and we just know that there's a need for good, biblical, faith-filled content in today's world. So I would love if you would take a minute to just share it with someone, a friend, a family member. Thanks again for hanging out with me today, and I'll see you on the next episode of Work and Worship. God bless.